I can tell you when I was a kid, when I was very young in that, I already knew, mm -hmm. like there was just something in me that I knew I was different as, as a small child. Um, but at the same time, it was very hard doing anything about it because my father at the time, very, let's say like masculine, mm -hmm. very masculine individual taught karate class. Hey guys, welcome to episode six of the Matt and Monica podcast. Today we have a very freaking awesome guest, Brandon. Hi. Which drove up from Pennsylvania just to be on this podcast. He's more dedicated than I am, but uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. I've been getting a lot of good feedback lately. I'm going to start off this episode by starting with the stupid thing that I hate asking. Please. First of all, let's say thank you very much for watching because that's like the main thing. Thank and, you. Thank you. Thank you. And the feedback, cause that's really been fueling us. Because oh, uh, yeah. if we didn't get all the positive reinforcement and feedback, even from Brandon, like, it's yeah. just cool hearing people say that things have helped them. But anyway, yeah, I'm going to get to it. I worked with Brandon for, I don't know, I was in bingo at the, at the casino for uh, nine years. I don't know how many years you were there. Uh, it was only three years, about three years. Uh, I worked with him long enough to really get to know him. And Did you guys like get along right off the bat? Were you like, dude? Yeah, yeah, mostly, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's very similar to me in a lot of ways. Like, he's a people person. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like, he's just someone that genuinely cares about other people. Not everybody does. Not as everybody we know. does. <laughs> Especially when you're working for tips, man. Oh, that's tough. It is because you see people's true colors. Actually, I think anything involving money in general, but uh, it's a rabbit hole in oh. itself. Yeah, that's another podcast. <laughs> um, I'm going to kind of attempt to kind of do have some questions I got up on my screen here that I wanted to just, you know, get ideas for questions I want to ask Brandon, but I'm going to kind of let him take the reins of what he wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. Not to put you too much on the spot, but yeah, like, you know, just go with it. Just yeah. whatever you want. hundred percent. And um, this is like, we like this other podcast and they said something that I think we agree with hundred percent is like, this is our podcast and we yeah. want to talk about what we want to talk about. And yeah. we want to use whatever words that we want to fucking use. So yeah. we talk however the fuck you want to talk. Yeah. No, That's anything easy you want for to say. Actually, now you mention it because yeah. the, that podcast, Einfart, was the society. I, I, I opened a society. Sorry, guys. They did a shout out to us personally, and they, they brought up some good points. Like, I, I showed him some of the content that I had created recently or have had created by somebody. And he's like, you know what? I personally don't like it. Stick to it. Stick with being real and genuine. And you know, I'm going to try a little bit of different. I'm going to try many different things, things that may work, may not work. I am open to constructive criticism. People have mentioned having this open background behind me. I kind of like the comfortable couch. I mean, for now, this is like yeah. the beginning and it's you know, just yep. like them. We don't have thousands of extra dollars to throw into this yeah. whole room to use for our recording studio. Yeah. So right yeah. now this works and it is what it is. Yeah. Anybody wants to I'll purchase me a, my own recording <laughs> studio, you know, I, will, means. I, will, I will allow that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can throw me a bone too. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, where did you want to start? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, maybe you just kind of, like, I don't know, introduce who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. Brandon, uh, Matt and I are around the same age. I don't know. <laughs> he, he looks like he looks like he's like 25. I'm I look not. like I'm like 45. I am three weeks away from turning 36, January 1st, You're my birthday. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 
Well, this will lead into the next thing. I'm gay dead because yes, I am a gay individual. I don't really like leading oh with God. that, but oh no. Yeah. Right. Defines you. That's who <laughs> yes, you are. That's who I am, right? You are nobody else I'm but gay. you now. <laughs> yes, right. I consider myself to be a really, really lucky individual because as we've led into, you know, I'm a gay individual and I have a lot of friends that grew up, came out to their families, did all that stuff and were rejected by their families. It's something that happens a lot more than what people actually realize oh, yeah. Yeah. happens. We'll probably don't talk we'll, about yeah. it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But, yeah. you know, my, let's just say the first half of my life, all through grade school, it was something that I really, really struggled with. Mm -hmm. Because I grew up in a very conservative town, conservative school, neighborhood, was exposed at a young age to a lot of, I don't know, things to make you think that being gay or being yourself, as I more like to refer to it was actually like a choice, a bad thing, things like that. And <laughs> coming out to my family, it was something I was very nervous about because of that environment, but I am very lucky that they were very receptive when that happened. Yeah, you are. Um, I do kind of want to get more into just like my childhood and- Yeah, no, and, by all means. Man. Yeah. I was born into a family that was pretty rocky. My mother and father, let's just say they had their struggles with one another. It was very abusive. A lot of rough times that I witnessed as, as a child. A lot of people don't know this or like to assume that, you know, people that talk about being gay just say it's like a choice or something like that. People that say stuff like that. And I can tell you when I was a kid, when I was very young <clears throat> in that, I already knew. Like mm -hmm. there was just something in me that I knew I was different as, as a small child, but at the same time, it was very hard doing anything about it because my father at the time, very, let's say like masculine, mm -hmm. very masculine individual taught karate class, just typical, just anything, like anything and everything like you would, you would basically classify as an alpha male. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And on top of that, you know, I saw the abuse that happened with him and my mother. If my mother did anything wrong, looked at him the wrong way, mm -hmm. it, it was not a pretty sight. Mm -hmm. So that was my first introduction to like, I don't want to do anything to upset the norm. Mm -hmm. Right. You're thrown into that when you, when you have that situation in front of you and that's what you already, you know, your earliest childhood memories are don't upset the norm or this is what's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that's something that gets drilled into you. There's a horrible precedence to be set for you too, as a kid. Too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that's just something that sticks with you. Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, I was so young, I was like, there's something different about me. Yeah. Then going into to grade school, not really like as a, as a little kid, you know, you don't really know too much that's going on as like a little, little kid. I, I would say more, starting like middle school into high school yeah things started to get really rough i knew i was different but at the same time you know back when we went to grade school because you know yeah. you're the same age as me mm -hmm. you go through the halls you went i did sports i did all that stuff yeah you you hear the talk yeah um and you know what back then was a different time a hundred percent it was a different time um, people you know would say different slurs call people gay, call people, you know, this and that. Yep. 
And, you know, at the time you kind of like let it roll off your back, at least for me, obviously, (laughs) (laughs) like for me, I just kind of let it roll off my back, but you don't realize how much that builds up. Yeah. Kind of, it, it, you let it roll off, but some stick, it sticks to you. Yeah. It starts weighing you down more and more and more, you know, until it's like a waterfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just got very difficult. I was trying to hide who I really was. Because once again, going back to the childhood, mm-hmm. I didn't want to upset the norm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was just talking about how when I started going through like middle school and high school, you get hormones kick in, everybody's going through puberty, which is back to life. And you start learning a little bit more about yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that age, everybody knows how middle schoolers can be and high schoolers, Mm -hmm. different breed of people, Mm -hmm. but it was just so uncomfortable. So me personally, I don't really fit into a mold, if you will, even though me, even in grade school, knowing I was a gay individual, I did a lot of things you could say are like stereotypical straight things. I like sports. I like hiking. I like camping. You're not um, a real gay. I know, right? <laughs> the funny thing is, I've literally been told that by people in the community, which is which is crazy. It's but... like homophobic from homosexuals. Yeah, it's it's a thing. That's so confusing. It's, it's like a, it's a yeah. thing. What well, I, I I'll seriously get into that. <laughs> Trust me, I have I have stories. But <laughs> even just from you know, the grade school thing, you you just hear it constantly. You hear yeah. you, since I did lots of sports and lots of things that were considered you know masculine, straight things like that that were just stereotypically labeled like that. You would just hear all these tropes you hear all the time about yo, that's gay, that's stupid. Oh, you like guys? You know, people just just constantly, constantly saying that. You're like, wow, if I'm hearing this from all the people that are my my peers. Yeah. Why in the world would I want to tell them basically my darkest secret mm-hmm. about yeah. myself? I had a lot of anxiety issues as yeah. in my youth. Bad. Would get like the shakes. Would get a lump mm-hmm. in my throat whenever I feel like somebody might find something out about me. Uh, anxiety sweats. I would literally yeah. sweat through my clothes sometimes when I got super nervous about things mm-hmm. um, just because of who I was. I dated girls in all through middle school and high school i was with a girl for three years really during during high school and i guess <laughs> you can call it fake it till you make it i'm good at right not that i'm gay nothing to do with being gay <laughs> but he says no i've been accused this of worse things up, right? you know? we'll figure that out tonight but <laughs> the matt and brandon podcast <laughs> uh, that's an only fan well. it's not a podcast <laughs> but yeah it was just it was it was rough you have a question. Yeah, sure. Did you have like a best friend or someone that was like there for you? I had a best friend, but I did not even tell her that I was gay until mm-hmm. I was in college. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I had nobody, not a single. You felt like you couldn't no, say it? I did not have a single soul. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Because you know what? To be completely honest, I did not know who I was when I was in grade school. I actually didn't believe myself that I was gay and who well, I was. Well, you're getting, the world's giving mixed everything signals. Right. Like, well, you should be, this is what you should be, but this is how I feel. So it's like, you're probably like, what the heck is going you on? You see a lot of things. You Being in a more conservative town, you, uh, and I'm not saying this is good or bad, but you're exposed to a lot of people that are in certain religions or mm-hmm. things like that. Religion can be a super awesome, powerful tool for people to do do good. And it can be flipped just like anything else. And yeah. I had a lot of people telling me, eh, because I was raised Catholic. 
I was in a Ooh. Catholic household. I was confirmed. I was an altar boy. No I shit. did all that stuff. And you go to, even once again, you go to another institution that's saying, anybody that's like this, they're going down towards a path of sin. It's just a phase. They had to get closer to God. And I understand what, I understand the message. And once again, I, I, I don't want to shame anybody that's religious because almost everybody in my family is very, very religious. And they're some of the most wonderful people I know. They are. And they are, they are Christ-like in the sense that is truly Christ. They try to be very, very good people. Very respectful. They're humble yeah. and all that stuff. And then you'll get people that will pervert things for their own agenda. And that has nothing to do with religion. That has to do with the individual that's yeah. following that. Yeah. I agree. So 100%. people can't yeah. conflate. Yeah. There's got to be so many people that are going to see us and be like, yes. Yeah, just, yeah for real. Uh, I saw that. I played football. I played tennis. I was on the ski team. And they're in just certain situations that are so uncomfortable. I got to say, like locker room. Locker room's tough. Like what? You're going to come out to people in high school and then you're going to be in a yeah. locker room with a bunch did of did you come out in high school no oh okay so okay. i didn't like that's what i mean like you just don't want to put when you're in that situation it's super tough and once again we're talking about 20 years ago yeah. so it's it, it it's different now but I, was say, I thought you said college was okay well he was talking to about his yeah friend. i did all that i covered up everything i had three girlfriends when i was going through middle school and high school at the same time all right <laughs> gosh and then college happened. Holy shit. I don't know anything about your college story. I actually yeah. don't know much about his story at all. Other yeah. tidbits here and there. College is, man, I wish I knew how to word this. You go to a school where everybody kind of looks the same because you're all in the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You all are in the same environment. You're up in the same place, in the same people, in the same town. Yeah. You go to college and it's everybody. You got people from different countries like going basic, to your college. It's like basic training. Yeah. So you are just thrown in with the wolves. Every walk of life. Yeah. Everything from everywhere. And I was just like, what is this? Yeah. I was so confused and kind of like in a, in a good way. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask confused. if it was. Because like, I was yeah. seeing people that were very open about who they were as an individual. And you could tell they have been open for a very mm -hmm. long time. You they must were, have been like. What is this? They were comfortable in their skin mm -hmm. and they didn't give two Fs what yeah. anybody else thought mm -hmm. about them. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know what? That is something to this day I still envy. It is like, wow. It's almost like the sort of like inner power and peace that they had that you're probably like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. You seem like you've definitely, since then, I imagine you, you maybe you're not all the way there, but you're like 95% there. Maybe. I don't, I wouldn't even say that far. No. It's a struggle. But seeing that opened up my eyes, honestly, and I started thinking more like there is more than enough places on this earth that will accept me for who I am. Mm -hmm. I don't have to yeah. worry about little town I grew up in anymore. This is the world and this is real life. And that was so liberating. I was, still, I was still confused. I still was just like, is this really me? Is this who I really am? And it was hard. And actually the story of me coming out it, I actually was outed and for anybody that's watching or has a coming out story or anything, you know, one of the worst things that can happen to you if you've never really told anybody about that is to get outed by somebody else. That's fucked up. Um, that is, that is insane. so, and I remember it to this day, it's like etched in my memory. Mm -hmm. It's still in here. I can yeah. see it. And, um, I had made some new friends 
when I was at the first couple of weeks of college and we're all walking around and you could, it was just, it was a different time, 18 years old, mm-hmm. had a little less pounds on me when I was back then, a little bit more in shape, but you could tell I had some guys interested in me, some girls interested in me. It's just like everybody's fresh meat in this whole mm-hmm. environment. <laughs> and we're walking around, it's it's club night. So, you know, signing up for all oh, the different yeah. clubs on campus. Mm-hmm. We're just walking around, walking around. And there's one girl, she just said anything. No filter. No filter, nothing. Yeah. Walking around and we get to one of the booths and she just turns right around to, and there's hundreds of people in this thing, turns around to me and she looks at me and she's like, Brennan, I want to ask you, are you gay or are you straight? In front of everyone. In front of everybody I just met. Wow. And I didn't even say anything because I froze. And that's kind of all the answer you need. You know what I mean? I could have said, I could have lied. That's so shit. Said I was straight. I could have said that I was gay mm. and then I could have stayed silent like I did, but that's kind of an admission in itself. Yeah. Well, what do you, what, I'm put on the spot. And that was really tough because that college, it turned it on its head for the mm-hmm. first two weeks I was there. I thought it was some dreamscape that I was going to fall in love with. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, all the people I had just met, I just, something snapped in me and I was like, I don't want to be part of this group anymore. Because they had just taken the most sacred thing that I had at that time and just blasted it to the universe. Mm-hmm. That was very tough. But then I knew I had to kind of navigate that. Yeah. Did you find a new group of people that so, accepted you and then you you also accepted them type of thing? So it took a lot longer mm-hmm. to do that. I started going to classes, meeting more people that way mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And things got really, I guess you can say, serious when I started hanging out with this one guy still was very like, I think this is me, but I don't, I don't know what's going on. I, and we kind of hang, hung out, did play tennis. We would play Mm -hmm. like ping pong in the common rooms. Mm -hmm. It was like, whatever. And then one night we got together and I go into details, but (laughs) stuff happened that is more than friends. And I was like, crap, this is really, this is really me. It's just me. And I realized it's like, I don't want to hide who I am anymore. It is so tiring. Mm. I don't even know how to tell you. It is exhausting. It takes every ounce of your being to be fake. And that's why I don't get, I don't get how people can be fake because it's so tiring. No kidding. It's probably always in the back of your head of, I need to keep this vision out. So people see me as who I want them to see me. Putting on a facade the whole time. It's just like, I am just acting. It is mm-hmm. literally, imagine just being an actor, but you're doing it 24 yeah. seven, like all the time just yeah. to hide who you are. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. It was so tiring. And I was 19. I still got to 19. And I remember it was two o'clock in the morning and I, I was staying up constantly. I was just thinking about this in my head. I would get two hours of sleep if I was lucky. I was taking 22 credit hours at college. I was slammed with courses. I couldn't get anything done because I had this just laying on the back of my mind. And I just got into my car that I had at this time, this little Toyota Yaris thing that I swear, if you get got into a fender bender, you would have died. (laughs) And I I just drove, I drove It's two o'clock in the morning. I got into a parking lot. It was like 30 miles away from the college. And 
I called up my mom on the phone at 2.30 in the morning. And he has that, when you get a call from your child at 2.30 in the morning, yeah. it is mm. not a good thing, like, yeah. ever. And I called, she picked up, you could tell she was just like, what's going on, but frantic. Mm. I said, mom, I really have to tell you something. And she's like, what's going on? Just tell me, just tell me. And I broke down, I cried. I cried mm. and cried to the point where I couldn't barely get words out of my mouth. Been there. And I said, you know, like, mom, I'm, I'm gay. And oh my God, I, this is where I say I'm, I'm so fortunate. Mm. She got on the phone and I remember her exact words were, Jesus Christ, Brandon, I literally thought you had murdered someone. <laughs> She's like, I know you're gay, honey. That's fine. Oh, She's like, gosh. stop crying crying everything is going to be okay uh, but the sweetheart. funniest oh thing gosh. like matt knows my already. mom and my sweetheart. mom is very Aww. soft-spoken oh, yeah. but just to hear that from her it it how, stuck like, all with of me a sudden, now. how did it make you feel when you're crying we're just like like felt I, like everything was gonna be okay everything everything happened at that yeah. point everything happens in slow motion it gives me chills it's yeah. it's literally that point for anybody that's in like the LGBTQ plus community, if you had to go through that, if you had to tell somebody who you, you really are for the first time, and I can guarantee almost for everybody, it goes in slow motion. Yeah. It's so rough because you're like, I am about to let people know something they might not agree with. They might shun me. They might kick me out. They might hate me. They might think I'm evil. There, there's people that tell their families that they've been with for 10, 15, 20, 25 years. I've had people, I know people that have told their family in their forties yeah. that have had children that are like, this yeah. is who I really am. I've been playing this mm -hmm. game yeah. and putting on this fake face and fake so personality sad. and their families still want nothing to do with them. And that makes me hurt. It's, I'm so fortunate she said that because that was just like the biggest weight off my shoulders. The only regret I have is I wish I did it in person, but I just, yeah, it's yeah. one of those things that you, you do where you have to do this now, or it's just gonna, it's not gonna be good. Yeah. I'm not gonna be able to get by. That's, that's that story at least. I don't know what other avenue you want to go down. Yeah, I actually, I, I have this really horrible habit where I, I want to get out what I have to say immediately because if I don't, it's gone. Yeah, but I actually, do. I, <laughs> yeah. No, but actually, yeah. I held it. No, I held yeah. it for oh, good five, ten minutes. <laughs> but uh, I just remember when I met you, and I remember, and this could apply to a lot more things than someone being straight or gay or whatever, or, yeah. or um, black, white, male, female. I grew up in a small town. I grew up in a small town where it wasn't like, it was pretty traditional conservative small town where mm -hmm. I just remember there being one gay kid in school and like he went through hell, like, got in fights all the time and stuff. And it was like, yeah. I, everyone knew who he was mm -hmm. and it was very, very, it's outspoken. You're, you're unique, you're different. And, and like borderline, not even borderline at that point in time. And I know, you know, this cause you grew up in a similar time frame mm -hmm. or you're younger than me. It wasn't okay. It was yeah. legitimately not okay. And also where I grew up, I remember like same thing with, I think we had one black person in our school and like the, the, the two situations are related, but there is a similarity where I remember very personally, I remember my first time actually hanging out and he's one of my good friends to this day with my first black friend. And, uh, and I just remember like, why was all this hype about black people? And then I remember working at the casino and I remember working mm -hmm. with a you different gay people. And I'm like, these guys are some of the most decent, kind hearted, not all of them. Yeah, <laughs> just like anybody, they're shitbags. Like anybody, and yep. any other, you know, it doesn't. 
there's good and bad people yeah. there. I remember, like, I remember meeting you and mm -hmm. other people we were talking about today. And it's like, it's cool because it really opened my eyes just seeing you yeah. how you are. And, like, and maybe there's other people out there that haven't had any gay friends and stuff. Maybe they'll see this podcast and be like, all right, you know, maybe yeah. I shouldn't be so damn judgmental. But people are so quick. Yeah, so, so quick. quick. Well, that's because people. when we, everybody does this. I'm sorry, you do it too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but everybody does this. Uh, people have certain images that pop into their head when they think about something. It's just yeah. kind of like human nature. Like you yeah. think about whatever you think about a lot of people. If you haven't met somebody that is gay or anything like that, you just get this image of, I don't know, like rainbows and pride flags and half naked people on parades. And yeah. a lot of people get that image and I'm not mocking that because pride is definitely an important part of our, our culture. But at the same time, we're all human beings. We all have yes, jobs. We, we all have families. We all have people that we love. We all have morals and values. We all strive to want to be, I hope, strive to want to be better the next day. Mm -hmm. Our sexuality shouldn't be something that defines us because it really has no place in anything else that we do in life. That's why I'm trying to battle. It's... It's trying to battle being gay and being proud and okay with that with also balancing it with that's not how I want to be identified as. Yes. And that's really, really tough because I'm not ashamed of who I am. Mm -hmm. And I don't want, I don't want that singer want or to know you as you, you being gay. Right. And You're there might be person. characteristics. I might have a higher voice than most guys do. I might do things that you know, like in a different manner. But I don't think that makes me any less of a person. It makes me just a different person. There is no, there's no gay agenda. Sorry to disappoint <laughs> everybody. My agenda is I want to be treated like a human being. You can call that the gay agenda if yeah. you want to. I just want to have the rights and be treated just like anybody else. You know, it's just so weird to me how people are so judgmental against anyone that's different mm -hmm. because I'm not like that. I couldn't mm -hmm. even, I don't care how people are. Yeah. It doesn't affect me. Let mm -hmm. people do what they want and live happy lives or whatever, as long as you're not hurting anyone else. Correct. How can people like harp on you for just being you? Because I'm sure there's shit that they do that we could all harp on them about, but that's their life. You know, who are we to judge? There, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, like Matt and I were talking a little bit about this actually earlier. I think it has to do a lot about, people having a really hard time to self-reflect or mm -hmm. they project yeah. maybe something that's not going so well in their life to somebody else. They have hmm. to take it out on, on somebody else. Yes. Um, and people oh, are very, weird. people yeah. are very afraid of what they don't know in general. That is true. And yeah. I used to be like that because mm -hmm. honestly, I grew up, and same thing, like I was saying, when I went to college, it was something that opened my eyes. Mm -hmm. My high school that I went to had one black person yes. and <laughs> one Asian American. That was it. In my mm -hmm. whole high school of like graduating, not big, but graduating class of 200 kids. Oh, it's mm -hmm. very similar size to my high yeah. school. Yeah, that's huge. I had very like similar. 50. Yeah. And, it's just, <laughs> and you're just like, you go and you see yeah. everybody from all different backgrounds and and races and identities and you actually start talking to these people mm -hmm. 
And if you don't do that, all you really understand are tropes and stereotypes about people. You understand what the media wants you to understand about those types of people. You, yeah. you, you don't get a sense for who they are as actual individuals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Once you start talking to actual individuals and getting their story and why they act the way they do, why they are the way they are, their background, um, everything like that. That's why I think podcasts like this are super important. You have to get to. I was just thinking, so how you grew up mm -hmm. seeing things that you saw in your home molded your nerves and your heart and your brain mm -hmm. to kind of walk on eggshells your whole entire youth you know, when you're growing up. So you were kind of trained to be afraid of the unknown or be afraid of how people would react to you. Maybe if you were brought up in a different situation where your parents really, really got along and showed so much love and understanding, mm -hmm. maybe that would have been a little different for you, you know, to be more of okay with who you were because mm. people that you were watching were okay with who they were. Society still didn't allow it back then too. Though. Right. But you I'm know? just saying it, maybe it wouldn't have been, I don't want to be like on that, but just mm -hmm. maybe it would be a little bit yeah. different. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure. I think another topic we touched on before this was people can change. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. you know, yep. I grew yep. up, Yes, like you said, I was raised to be very timid, very shy, not yeah. to question anything. Yeah. All the way through grade school, I was like the teacher's pet. Yeah. I never liked to raise my hand. It made me so nervous <laughs> to answer questions out loud in class. Yeah. I was silent. I just didn't <laughs> did well in school, did my thing, didn't ruffle any feathers. So I was like that as a kid. Conversely, my father, like I said, the first few years of my childhood, they were not pretty because my father grew up in a household where his father did the same thing. Mm -hmm. His father never changed to the day he died. He was an abusive, an alcoholic, he just never changed as a human being. My father grew up seeing that. And I don't like to say that's an excuse. I don't like right. to, you know, but that's the pattern he followed mm -hmm. going into his relation, his first marriage and relationship. Why I say people, I hate the term that people can't change is he is the prime example of somebody that has changed. Like, I don't like completely. Mm -hmm. My father was an abusive person, was. And I want to really say that, like emphasize was 30 years ago. My father was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. My father has not touched alcohol for 30 years. That's awesome. My father went to Alcoholics Anonymous. My father realized he had a problem and he had to be a different person. Mm -hmm. My father did all that. My father went to counseling. My father went back to college. He was never one for school or grades and it still was difficult for him. Mm -hmm. He went to, back to college. He got his bachelor's degree. He got his master's degree. It's incredible. That's he, amazing. <laughs> he now is teaching at a university mm -hmm. and has taught there for, I believe, 17 years. Yep something maybe even longer than that he's about to retire and he teaches men's wellness courses and teaches men to be more respectful i can just better. think who better could learn more and teach people that than yeah. someone that had a past like yeah. that so people can change they can people need to hear that message yeah. so, so can you change, have to want to change but it is uncomfortable i yeah. was shy i was timid Mm -hmm. This, <laughs> when I was like 17, uh, this, 
I would four be months ago for me, never. Right I would be so sweating weird. through yeah. my clothes. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to do this. I'd be shaking uncontrollably because that's oh, yeah. how shy of a person yes. I am. Yep. Now, oh, yeah. probably Matt thinks that I'm a lunatic for saying this because he met me when I was at Bingo. And he's like, what are you talking about? You're a psycho. This guy <laughs> says, says anything, <laughs> anything and everything he wants. I think people love him for it. You learn, I've learned you know, going to college and, and coming out and being able to be myself. It just flipped a switch. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was like, wow, I can actually speak my mind yeah. and people won't hate me for it. I can be myself and people won't hate me for it. <laughs> I can say who I truly am mm -hmm. and... I'm still a good person on the inside. Hey, if they have any negative thoughts, then they can just go their way. You that was terrible. And I'm not going to say I'm even like 100% cured from that. I still get anxiety. And I don't think I don't think it'll ever be cured. It's still going to be always a journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when you have something ingrained into you for that many years, yeah. I don't know if you, you can change. You can get better at it. And you can get better every day at it. Maybe one day I'll n not give two shits about what somebody thinks about me, but it's still yeah. something I think about. Oh, me too. But, you know, yeah. I wish I wish more than anything I could let go of that. You know, mine's very different because mine's more of a recent. You know, hey, how, how bad was your year? I started a fucking podcast. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like, okay. No, no, but seriously, like, you know, I hope that you can somehow see this similarly. I wouldn't change anything I've been through because it's made me who I am. And I, yeah. I've never in my life have actually acknowledged, you know, like, I'm okay with who I am. I'm okay with yeah. who I am. And not only am I okay with it, I'm like, I'm going to try to be a better person just by a little bit every single day. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It is. And it's like that one, we saw it on something. I don't remember what it was, but you need to embrace and love the shitty or suck of your life. The shit that you went through, you need to actually love that because then it, Welcome it. Yes. Welcome adversity. As Don't it feel comes. You know, for yourself. And yep. I mean, clearly you've grown from it. If you make you know, it we through, all hopefully, if you make it through difficult things, yeah. you'll be stronger and better. No, mm -hmm. The more difficult it is, the more you're going to come out mm -hmm. on top. And I really do believe that. I do too. hundred percent. You just can't stop. You keep your momentum. Yeah. There's yin and yang. There's, yes. you don't know yeah. what good is unless you have exactly. that. You, you need to have that yes. contrast yep. between I, the two. I, yeah. I really feel like one of the biggest reasons why this podcast is so helpful to, to Monica and I specifically is because we've, for very personal reasons, we can't really talk about our struggles. And I wish so badly we could, but... A lot of our struggles we can't, yes. which is unfortunate. Because you know, we have kids and you know, all that stuff. Certain and, things, but, yeah. but we can kind of go around it and maybe Nick Pitt or yeah, stuff well, out of it to try to, I, you know. I think that's why talking to people and hearing what they've went through struggle wise, it just, I, I don't know, it's healing for me. It, it really is. It's, it's just amazing how many people actually relate to any little thing. Mm -hmm. To us, it might be a little story, but to them, it could be like so huge in their life and it helps them. And it's thank God that we can even do this to reach people yeah. to do it. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Life is, it's, you know, I say, getting to college and my life was kind of like rated. It's not like everything was sunshine and rainbows after that. It is a roller coaster ride. Yeah. There has been terrible things that have happened in my life since then. Mm -hmm. I was fired from it from, it's not an important job, but my first job that I had when mm. I moved to Buffalo fired, fired huh? Fired. <laughs> that was the first time I was fired. That yeah. was, I was fired for most certainly being gay. Really? Um, absolutely. I had a boss that would come in to the workplace and make homophobic joke jokes on a regular every single day. 
never exposed to him who I was. Somebody told him about that. And magically the next day I got a phone call before I was even awake at like five o'clock in the morning that I didn't need to come in because my services were no longer needed. Never gave me a reason. Never gave me a reason, but I can almost assure no. you that was the reason. That should be illegal. I feel like I feel like to fire um, somebody. It is, it is illegal. <laughs> it is now. I don't know if it was back then. That's, I it's an at will state or something. Like but that. still, discriminatory laws. You can't fire somebody for all that stuff: the age, mm -hmm. or race, or gender, mm -hmm. or sexual orientation. Yeah. But you know, will get around it because once again, it's an at will state. So you don't have to give a reason. <laughs> that like makes me so mad. So that happened. I was um, involved in a hate crime. Another thing to go into, uh, when I did go to Buffalo, it was kind of my first exposure to, I guess you could call it like LGBTQ, the scene, the gay, gay club scene, mm -hmm. because I was finally opening up to who I was. And I want to tell people this if you don't know it, because once again, somebody says gay bar. And then people that are not familiar with anybody who is gay probably get this image in their head. <laughs> some like perverse image. Some people that don't know, like, I don't know, like, a bunch of people running around naked doing crazy weird things in a, in a bar. I got to talk about my gay bars. Just can't forget. But yeah, it's fine. But I was like, you know what? It They started as a safe space because once again, we're talking just even like 10, 15, 20 years ago, people couldn't be who they were in public. So these were bars, these were establishments that we felt comfortable going to because we knew we were surrounded by people that were all similar to us and we all protected one another. Mm -hmm. That is, I don't even you know, know how to tell you how important that is. I don't is. even, I hate the term gay bar because I, I believe right. they don't exist. I call them like, you, it's just a socially acceptable bar where right. anybody's welcome. They're more, I would say yeah. like they're more taboo now It's because... Thank goodness we're getting into an era where stuff is becoming more and more acceptable. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm so glad that's happening. There's still a long way to go. But back then, that's where we had to go. And that's where we felt free. That's where we felt like we could be ourselves. Mm -hmm. We could talk about issues that we all could relate to. It was just a safe space. And we went to, I went out with three of my other friends one, one night to a dance club. We were leaving at four o'clock in the morning when it closed down. Buffalo knows how to party. <laughs> and uh, we're leaving. And we had uh, three three guys across the street. I don't know if they were staking out the area. I don't know if they were drunk. What happened? We, we got the, hey, you know, so I'm using the words they use, but like, hey, fags, where are you going? Where are you going? To, you know, they were just throwing slurs, going to do this and that and these like sexual things and we we're trying to ignore them and my friend you know, drunk he wasn't driving or anything we were literally walking back to our apartments mm -hmm. he just couldn't he shouldn't say couldn't keep his mouth shut but he yeah. just was not going to mm -hmm. keep his mouth shut and he just went off and these guys are like yeah, i'm five seven i was a little guy back then i was 140. Like, <laughs> i'm not fighting anybody mm -hmm. and these guys are like six three six four Big dudes. Hey. No, well, at least you <laughs> you haven't uh, kicked the crap out of me <laughs> like these people did. And uh, oh, you guys like really got jumped? I never knew that. We got jumped, and I got the least so least up. of it. And the two of the other guys, they had to go to the hospital. <laughs> they got stitches, black eye cut from his eye, two broken fingers. I hate people. So got much. kicked I in know. two broken ribs. The other guy. And I'm assuming those people probably never. Found, found never her. found um, and me. this is the other thing 
is this hurts nobody really wanted to fight them and i think that hurt even more oh yeah. and once again it's an anecdote so i don't want to say this is like a thing but law enforcement at least to us back then were not very willing to really do anything and once again this is why advocacy and just letting know that everybody know we're just all people trying to get by is important because if you get somebody that has that stigma about gay people that are in any sort of industry, law enforcement, just you name it, management. Yeah. You just need one person. You just need one person that is like, you know what? I don't really like them. Not for any reason. It's just like, hey, I hear bad stuff about gay people. Put me the wrong way. You get that one person and you have to go to them for help. <laughs> You're not getting help. <laughs> That's why. And I just started a nonprofit. I'll go into that. But I get people all the time, like, why are you doing this? Why are you advocating? Why are you pushing this? Why are you making you gay everything? You should start with your nonprofit and then talk about the pushback you've got. Yeah, I've been struggling a little bit recently. I I have my own business and I do fine with that, but the business doesn't give me much of a sense of purpose. I feel like everybody Not wants, yet. I feel like everybody wants to have like a sense of purpose. And I was like, I, from a very young age, I've always wanted to help others. It's just something, I don't know what it is. It's somewhere ingrained in You're me. calling? Something like that. <laughs> and I was just like, I need to do something. I have the resources now to try and do something to help like Not even a month ago, right? So like a month ago. Well, it's hey. been a process for like three mm -hmm. months. It's like same thing with a podcast. Yeah. So it was like three month process, but I started a nonprofit. It's Beyond Earth Foundation. Very young because like, like it's been a month since it's actually been official. It's a foundation for LGBTQ plus individuals. Uh, and the focus is to raise money in support of basically other individuals or more established organizations to put mm -hmm. on events, volunteerism, help with health advocacy, mm -hmm. help people get counseling that need it. Mental health as well. Mental health. Cool. I think mental health is probably yes. the most important thing that we yes. have to tackle yeah. in yeah. the world. We're not allowed to talk country. about that though. We can't no, talk about mental health. No, well, guess what? Guess what? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I started this. I literally had, I've had this nonprofit for a month, a month. I have now, as of today, now I have received two death threats and at least 50 plus messages either telling me that I'm going to go to hell, that I should repent, that I am forcing a gay agenda, that I should go jump off a cliff. Like, I I screenshot them with pride. <laughs> I, I saw some of these messages. I, I, sent, I, like... I sent the couple, I showed Matt a couple that I received today. Um, you receive stuff like that every day? When this... This is weird, but this kind of invigorated me even more because sometimes you get into a bubble and your life is going great mm -hmm. and you think, wow, I'm just going to start up this nonprofit. I'm going to help people and there's mm -hmm. not going to be any, there's going to be bumps in the road, but I didn't think like the bumps in the road were going to be people that wanted me dead yeah. <laughs> that don't even know me. I don't think they really want that. I think they're just so brainwashed. By it just showed me I hate their they're trying to accomplish something, but they're accomplishing the exact opposite. Yeah. They're giving me so much more drive to do this. Is, is it I, sure? was, I was just going to say, you want to do so much good. So of course, there's going to be the bad shit that's going to try to pull you back and yeah. stop you. 
you know, yeah. break you down and you know, tear you down, but you need to like go that much harder. But I, I, I just, I really wanted to say, because we've been, we've, I've read it and I've yes. seen it and it, I've seen it from more of a religious standpoint, ironically lately, mm-hmm. but people keep yeah. saying the more good you try to put out there, the yep. more bad people, the more bad, bad people are going to try to push into your life. The more yep. you try to do a good thing, yep. the more you're going to be attacked. And but, it's yeah. just, just remember that. And it should just make you embrace stronger. It. And I know it's like yeah. hard. It's but, just such a, it's, it was a weird realization to, to have that start happening mm-hmm. because it wasn't a thought in my mind. And it's maybe my naivete of just thinking, oh, I'm doing a good thing. So why would people be upset that I'm trying to do a right. good thing? Right. And I'm like, oh, that's right. There's still people that hate me that don't even know me just because I identify as a gay person. I can't believe it's that still like that. Community. That it's still like that. Uh, There's, I think what, and what has to happen is just discourse. We have to learn how to talk to one another again. Well, people don't talk though. No, they don't. But we don't. And this last few years has been so rough mentally on people. We were already at a, I feel like we were already at a breaking point. And then we got told to like lock down and stay inside. And we started cutting off communication with people and we needed it the most. It yep. hurt everyone a lot. And it hurt. Yeah. And we need to stop yeah. fighting with each other and start learning from each other. Yeah, people need to be open to that. People are so closed off. But, but, so how but do we the, fix the that? The problem is, know? Brandon and I were talking, and we don't. We want to make this podcast so exclusive, or excluding Ex- politics. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, like, it's not like there's black and white, there's red or blue, or, you know, there are so many different facets of mm-hmm. beliefs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. like, Brandon, because he, he may lean left somewhere, he may not lean, and it, mm-hmm. that shouldn't, just like being gay shouldn't define you, your political right. views also shouldn't define you, but. It's, it's just this big web, Every, how yeah. can it be one side and one side? It, it there's too much. But in order yeah. for there to be a great divide, which is working as intended, there has mm-hmm. to be two yeah. sides. Right. Yeah. So in, in, yeah. until there's somebody with a big enough voice to push a different yeah. agenda, meaning a different. But also I just feel like, and I, I don't, I'm not saying this out of being negative, Mm-hmm. But people have become so weak that mm-hmm. they just believe everything that they see on the news. Regardless there's of no such thing as propaganda it. anymore. But they believe, they just believe everything. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's scary, easy to be comfortable. And that's, that's what's scary is mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't want to break out of their shell. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's so much easier to have somebody tell you how to think, tell you how to feel. Yeah. People are also very uncomfortable when you confront them and say, yeah, I disagree are. with you. I yep. don't think you're thinking about this the right way. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people take that as a, an attack. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we just have to learn how to calm down, mm-hmm. be civilized, mm-hmm. talk about yeah. certain issues and stop letting the loudest people in the room win just because they're the loudest. We tend to see a lot of division because we're listening to the most extreme sides of everything because they just scream it from the rooftops. It's like in a relationship. Right. We've talked in other podcasts how when we fight, we like talk, talk, we communicate, be reasonable, listen to the other person's perspective. Yes. Try to be understanding, Mm -hmm. try to compromise or whatever. We don't yell at each other. Even though I'm always right and she's wrong. (laughs) Opposite really, but it sounds like a relationship. This world is one big relationship and people don't don't know know how to communicate. Something Joe Rogan said, I'm sorry to mention Joe Rogan, but something he said is that the vast majority of people he believes are good people. And Mm -hmm. I fully embrace it, fully believe it. I think very few people are really, really shitty compared to 
yeah. in, in contrast to the good people. But I, th I think it's an important thing to remember that. And I think this world, even though the world, the news wants us to think that the world is so negative and everybody hates gays and Jews and like the, world the, is getting the racial worse divide. Worse. It, they, yeah. it, it, they need more positive news out there. Because I feel like they want you to keep your guard up and oh, be yeah. like, yeah. snippy. And it, so it's like, just... You know, no. like exactly, you know, not to go way off topic on a tangent, but like school <laughs> shootings and stuff. Like, yeah. I, th I think the you know, publicizing all this negativity is almost supporting it. It's almost embracing it in a way because I don't know. I know. I, the more people talk about it, the, it, it doesn't. If, if there was a way to get rid of homophobia entirely, or is homophobia, how, how does that apply to like the whole LGBTQ plus community? Is homophobia, because that's specifically to gays, what is it? Is well, it, it's just it's, a, like it's anti-trans. It's anti more like just bigoted. Um, some people that are just hateful um, of things they don't understand. There's people that are hateful of trans individuals, yeah. and our community has grown, and people have started learning a lot of things aren't once again black and white. Uh -huh. There's people that are non non-binary, gender fluid, yeah. bisexual, pansexual. There's if you get into learning about the community, we're still all very different people. I identify as gay. That's what I identify as. There's other people that don't, like I said, are pansexual, that just yeah. person for a person. They don't care about the gender of, of the person. I actually didn't know that's what that was. Kinda, There's a difference between that like, in a yeah. way. So yeah. Some people just fall in love with a per the person or an individual. And there's people that just don't understand all that. Yeah. And guess yeah. what? I don't understand all that. I will fully admit but that. I don't understand you don't all understand that. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean you have to hate it. But I don't yeah. hate and Right. Yeah. I love everybody in the community. And I want to strive where everybody can be who they want to be. Mm -hmm. when, like you said, as long as you're not hurting anybody mm -hmm. else. Why is it so bad for somebody right. else to be happy? Mm -hmm. yeah. Why? You know, like, that's the, the other half of it is like the, the mental health aspect. Because I had a very good friend that wasn't doing good in their head mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk about their preference or anything because i want to keep them yeah. completely confidential until they i want them on here so bad mm -hmm. help so many people but mm -hmm. um when i came back from basic training i had a very very good friend that decided to make a change in their life and uh, i knew where the person was at and i went way out of my comfort zone at this point i never been to a gay bar mm -hmm. and uh, there was a bar in syracuse that i took this person to on like it was like Tuesday or Wednesday night, and mm -hmm. now again, never been to one in my life. And like, I worried about judgment from other people like, a little bit because you're know, thinking this person thinks I'm with this other person, yeah. and I'm like, and I'm like, hey, you know, and I, and I did care, and maybe I shouldn't have, but from where I was raised, and you know, it was just very, very out of the norm for mm -hmm. me. But I was so worried about my friend's mental health, I wanted to show support, so I brought mm -hmm. that person to a gay bar. And um, granted, I wasn't a very good, I wasn't a very good friend because I remember being at the bar and this person was trying to talk to me and there's two lesbians making out and I couldn't stop focusing on those two lesbians making out. <laughs> I could <laughs> definitely. But, uh, no, no, okay. seriously though. It just happened to be drag night too. And I'm like, yeah. holy shit. And it, it was a good time. I, no regrets. And I am very comfortable in my sexuality. Mm -hmm. so I don't give a fuck what people mm -hmm. think, but you know, I hope that meant something to that person because we sure never, we never talked about that person's sexuality or identity which you know, and that person's to this day struggling. And I hope, yeah. you know, hope people like you coming on here and talking, mm -hmm. talking about your struggles will encourage other people. And um, this, this person specifically would yeah. help so many people. I'm not going to speak for this person, but I, I could tell you if I was back 
basically in my 20s and some friend did that for me mm. that would have meant the mm. world because in a way i have lived almost my entire life outside of my comfort zone yeah. so for somebody else to just step outside of their comfort zone and show support yeah. that's so symbolic and it's so meaningful because how many people know that you can yeah, like literally does. it once again if you're in your comfort zone it is easy to just keep going in your comfort zone I didn't know what a comfort zone was for the first 20 some years of my life. I didn't yeah. have a comfort zone. Yeah. And to know that somebody would make that sacrifice for me and do that is like, would have meant the world. Let's go. Right? <laughs> oh, let's go. I'm going to. I know. You know. She's been sane for, I'm not, we've yeah. been together going on eight years. She's been sane the entire time. Oh, Cause she's always like, I just want a gay friend. They're so fun. Literally. And it's funny because you know, and another individual, again, I won't name this yeah. other person, but now like, I'm going to have two BFFs. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, and you know what? That's another thing. It's all the news, drag shows, drag, this and that getting banned in certain places. You know yeah. what? Just, <laughs> I, I have now been with a lot of straight people that have gone to drag shows that I've gone mm -hmm. to. It's the time of their life. Yeah. You know what? It's, <laughs> it's not harmful. Nobody is trying to get your child to dress up. Nobody's trying to turn your child gay. Mm -hmm. Nobody's, there's same things, all these tropes. You see such terrible things that people say about drag performers, mm -hmm. like pedophiles. Where do you even get that from? Mm -hmm. We're performing in bars. You have to be 21 yeah. or older to, to go yeah, there. There's shitty yeah. people you know? in every profession and every identity. Right. There's shitty people. Right. It's it doesn't not matter. You know, drag life. is an art form and it's a form that people in the LGBTQ community choose to do because they struggle inside with who they are. Mm -hmm. I've, I know plenty of drag performers. I've talked with plenty of them. I've done drag myself before. It is an escape. It's an art form. It is to maybe display a more feminine side of yourself that you feel uncomfortable doing not in drag. It's a way to have a good time. It's just, it's a release to some people because you would meet some people on the street that are a shell. They're curled up in a ball and they don't know how to express themselves. And they put on their freaking high heels and a wig <laughs> and all that stuff. And they go on that stage and you're like, that is They're that like, same Ooh. person. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> to yeah. some people. And I'm really not, I'm not exaggerating. Some people that is a lifesaver to them. Mm -hmm. yeah. That gives them a reason to live. Just those few hours they can just get into that and perform and be more of themselves than they could ever be in their own body. That it's truly a lifesaver. And it, everybody else that can choose or not choose mm -hmm. to be in attendance, yep. right. not forced to you be like there, right? Mm -hmm. Choose or it's not fine. choose to be in attendance <laughs> yep. or choose yep. or not choose. To, you know. I've never gone to a drag show where somebody didn't have a good time. It's just a bless. I'm gonna People have to be, go because I've never been. So. I technically have. It was, it was a it was a good time. It was it's different. Just, it was very different. out of my norm. And you have to go out of your comfort zone yeah. once again because it's something you're not you're not used to. Yeah. Like, go. But if you <laughs> like if you don't like if you're just going in there with once again stereotypes in yeah. your head, you're yeah. gonna have in a the wrong place. in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah. Have a miserable time. Yeah. If you're going there and you're like, these are people that are just putting on a show that are trying to you know express themselves. And one way they truly know how to, and they're doing this, it takes hours of prep beforehand to get in all that stuff, like four. That's amazing, actually. Yeah. You would not, you like, same thing. It is, 
just like if you're doing a Broadway show or something mm -hmm. like that. There is a whole makeup department, getting all yeah. ready for the show. Same thing. They're putting on a show. They're getting up, getting mm -hmm. everything ready, and yeah. it is tough. <laughs> it is a lot of steps. <laughs> it is expensive. Yeah. Most people that do this lose money doing it. Keep they going. Just, I'm just going to make sure yeah. this is still char charging. But I'm just saying, like, most people that are doing it are doing it because they need to, not because they want, because... It's keeping them going. It, yeah. it, it's a blast. Once again, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but that's fine. Well, it's just like a ballet. Not everyone likes the Nutcracker ballet, so don't go watch it. You know, it's right. that simple. <laughs> just, just don't go. You yep. know, that's all. That's other than that. Like I said, I don't try to. It's a balance, still defining myself to this day. Because mm -hmm. once again, I'm a gay individual running a nonprofit for LGBTQ community i'm proud of that i'm proud Don't of who ever i feel am. different keep going i'm keep proud of who i thing. am but at the yeah. same time i want people to be proud and accepting just of me an individual right i'm doing this because i know other people need the help mm -hmm. yeah. i'm doing this because i know there's still not equality I'm doing this because i know obviously by example that people still hate me for who i am even though they don't know who i am mm -hmm. they've never met me they don't know anything about my life. They don't know what I've tried to accomplish in my life. They don't know the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars I've raised for certain causes that I guess I could have just kept for myself if I wanted to, but <laughs> I've given it all away to things that I thought were worthwhile mm -hmm. um, because I, I don't know why I'm this way and uh, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, really. Yeah. I, something in me says that my purpose in life is to make everybody else's life better if I can. That's a cool purpose to have. And you know, <laughs> I recently heard that on a podcast. They said, if, you know, if everybody were to be like that, you know, it would be different. It'd be immensely different. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think I just wish maybe it'll be better someday. We can only hope that things can huh. get better. Do you have any like initial, you know, cause I got a couple like things here on my computer. I wanted to bring up. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, how has your identity as a gay man influenced your experience with mental health? What unique challenges and opportunities have you encountered? Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. It's been a struggle. I struggled to this day. I've had to go through counseling. Mm -hmm. I've done counseling for, I think, a total of <clears throat> eight years of my life, um, off and on, because there's good, good years and there's bad years. Mm -hmm. Everybody has them. I have had to take antidepressants because like I said, you can kind of roll stuff off your back, but it, when it, it starts coming down, you. when it starts yeah. coming down like a waterfall, it's like you, you you're, carry it all. it's almost subliminal. It just starts building up in your head. Mm -hmm. You don't know it's there until mm -hmm. sometimes it's too late. And I'm not ashamed of getting mental health at all. Mental health. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't, it's not a stigma to me. We have health. We have health issues. Twist your ankle. You know, mm -hmm. hurt, break a bone. You do. You do we something. You hurt way. your back. Yep. Uh, something's going on in your brain. That's you. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
that literally your brain is you. That's got to be the most important yeah. thing. I touched on that. And for, for yeah. those people out there that aren't aware, like I, I talked about, actually I talked about initially, it was like first YouTube video I've ever posted of me, myself talking. Mm -hmm. And it was a talk, me talking about going into a mental health clinic for you know, like just an eval and making sure I was okay. Again, yeah. you, you can go into a mental health clinic. It doesn't mean you have to be suicidal. It doesn't mean right. you have to be a threat to yourself or other people. Mm -hmm. It's gotten to a point where Monica has said to me this year, I think more than once, where you know, as much as I'm worried about other people that are going through difficult things in our life right now, she's like, I'm really worried about you. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's really important, if nothing else, which was really good for me, hearing from a quote unquote professional, which was out of this world amazing. I've never talked to an actual licensed psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Licensed psychiatrist, yeah. and like, you know, they told me I'm I'm seem to be doing the right thing, and I was thinking for sure they're going to be like, "Oh, take these pills." Which I told them right off the bat. I'm very adamantly, I'm and, and not against antidepressants for other people. Mm -hmm. I'm like for me personally, I'm like, I just don't want to be on anything. To, yeah. I just want, mm -hmm. and they told me I'm in a very good place. I'm going through a lot, and just keep doing what I was doing. Which that was so healing hearing that from this professional. But anyway, I I didn't want to. <laughs> It's just, I think everyone could go to therapy or whatever. I think everyone has yeah. issues in their life and no one should be ashamed of it. No. It should be actually pushed a little bit more. I feel <laughs> like people need to feel okay with doing you know, it. I think therapy is important, but I think you know, the only reason Brandon's sitting next to me right now, the most important thing, in my opinion, I'm mm -hmm. subject to my own opinion. I think the most important thing when it comes to mental health is reaching out to other people. If you're going yeah. through shit, Try it. Try being there for somebody else, even if it's just a little, just mm -hmm. being like, hey, I hope everything's going all right. Because yep. I've reached out to people. I've reached out to Brandon, you know, or he reached out to me or whatever. And mm -hmm. like, the, you know, very recent shit, like a few days ago, yep. I just happened to be going through a shitty day and I talked to him and he's going through a shitty day. And like, knowing that somebody else is there and if it hopefully you can genuinely care about what that person has to say and vice versa. And if being there for other people is probably the most therapeutic thing I've ever found amongst some other things. But well, it's like you're saying, you don't have to go to a therapist or yeah. psychologist or whatever. People that you and your friends or family could help you too. Just as much, if mm -hmm. not more. Maybe your significant other. Maybe you need yes. to open up more to them about your mental health yes. or whatever you've got going Be on. Be honest. More. You know, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you have a relationship where you're able to do that because not everybody I does. Know. There's know. nothing shameful about mm -hmm. talking about needing help. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form, there's nothing shameful. It takes so much strength to admit that you want help. Or need oh, help. Man, yeah. It is. And yeah. a lot of people are just, they're very proud. And a lot yeah. of people are in different situations. Mm -hmm. Maybe you feel oh, like yeah. you have to be the strongest person in the family. You have to hold it together. Yeah. You yep. know what? You do. But to do that, and if a lot of things are crumbling around you, you need help. Mm -hmm. yeah. you're just, you just can't. Nobody can do that. Right. Nobody mm -hmm. can take on all of life. Mm -hmm. Just by <laughs> themselves. It is... We're human. Especially now. <laughs> How strong humans are. We're pretty fragile. You just, you know, you it, is nothing shameful. Just talk to somebody, mm -hmm. a friend, anybody just saying like, Hey, my day is rough. Yeah. I just need somebody to talk to. Like, yep. How many people are going to say, nah, I don't have time. Yeah. Nah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy your miserable time. <laughs> yeah. Like you're going to, yeah. people care. And that's what yeah. you're saying. Like, um, you, know, you think people are generally good or bad. I struggle with that all the time. Mm -hmm. I really think people are good because mm -hmm. you, you reach out to somebody like I've had to take a social media break because I've just been seeing so much negativity yeah. and had to just focus on the nonprofit thing. That's Try enough. Try turning off the news. At right. Least. That's, and, oh, that's, that's <laughs> and it's just like, I've literally had that. I had people I haven't talked to in 10 years, 15 years mm -hmm. message me and say like, 
man, I hope you're doing okay. Like, talk to me. Here's my number. Aww. Like, people are good people. There are so many good people out there. And that's what I mean. Just like, if you just open up just a little bit, lo let somebody in, you can make yeah. connections you never thought you could make. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's been my entire year. Like, and then I, I end up surrounding myself with these people because they're it, the average person that's opening up is going to be a little bit more genuine and real than anybody else. And yeah. then you surround yourself with real genuine people and you're like, man, this is pretty freaking powerful and it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It and is. You see your life evolve around you, literally yeah. change every aspect of it. You can get through anything if you have a support system. Yes. Yeah. Anything. Yes, you yep. can. Because a lot of people crash and burn because they don't want to turn to anybody. Yep. Yeah. And I got those people too that I have talked to where they just... <laughs> Yeah. They, they want to talk and, but you know, I talk to them and they just, they don't, they'll talk through text mm -hmm. over online, but they don't want to hang out. They don't want to get out of their comfort zone and, but they will, you know, bitch and moan and they'll put zero effort into making any changes. And you know, that's the flip side of it. And you know, yeah. it's not my place to judge them and everybody's got their, yeah. and they have their own timing. Yeah. Things will click someday, yeah. hopefully. But I just hope people don't wait until the timing's too late and they're too far gone. And, and that's like, out of our control. You know, get in, can try. In, you can only do so much. Right. You can't be right. the other person. You can't. Exactly. You can be so, there, but you can't be them. Right. right. There's like, um, a thing that I read before, whatever, and it like, can be there for people and try to help them, but you can't save them if they don't want to be saved. You're like, you can't beat a dead horse. Right. You're hurting yourself. Yeah. You can be there and be like, hey, when you're ready, I'm here. No matter when it is. Yeah, No matter absolutely. what, I'm here. Huh. It takes, yeah, and it just takes a lot of pressure off knowing that you, you at least tried. Yes. You know, because yep. as, as long as you just made that effort, if you know he's mm -hmm. going through stuff and you're like, yep. you know, I'm here for you if you need me, yep. you're not obligated, but like, yep. at least when you go to sleep at night, you know that you've done something you to try and right. alleviate the situation. <laughs> yeah. That's what you can do. It's even being you're just people have to be willing to reach out. And <laughs> a lot of people have a lot of difficulty with it. Still, there's still a stigma about reaching out for help. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, whatever mental health, that I think it's the most important thing. It's a, mm -hmm. it's the reason why a lot of stuff is going on in yeah. the world. Starts, all, starts all up here. <laughs> it's all up here. Yeah, yeah. it does. <laughs> I, I wanted to touch upon. Do you have any very entertaining stories? Maybe borderline not politically correct, but something that would be. I, I don't know. Entertaining. That, maybe, maybe that should have been something I should have gave you a. <laughs> Um, a little time to think about. I just, I was just thinking. Or the first one that popped in your head. You're a funny fucking share. person. Like you, <laughs> the shit that you've taught me, man. You know, you know I'm going to say it. I yeah. didn't be, before I met him. I didn't know what a top or bottom was. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't know that until college either. I was like, I have to do a role. This is a thing. Oh my god! Uh, and the stories you've told me, which those I won't repeat on here. But yeah, it's um, that's a for a rated R podcast. I, wish I don't think R would cover it. No, nope, you. <laughs> It would not cover not rated. No, or, whatever it is. But there's, you go through a lot of funny <laughs> things. I, I've been on a lot of terrible dates. Oh, <laughs> tell me um, when. Well, um, I went on one date that we couldn't be together because I didn't believe the earth was flat. I went on Wait, another, what? <laughs> yeah, on another date with somebody. Wait, earth's not flat? I don't know, whatever. Maybe, I don't know. But apparently, just because I had an opinion. I have gone on not <laughs> one, but two dates and once again this i laugh at it it's where do you funny. meet these people bar or grinder yes that's grinder might be entertaining to people who don't even know what that is but i'll get into that <laughs> story. that's where i met her right <laughs> i've literally gone on two dates with people that we couldn't continue because i like sports oh that's so that's what i mean it's like so weird. People. you're not a real gay right people are can be discriminatory no matter who they are it's not 
it's not, uh, it's internal. It's just like, you can be still be a bad person, no matter what community you belong or what Mm -hmm. you want to say you belong to. my goodness. I've had, so weird. I've like, had a lot of like weird experiences just going to like traveling different cities. You meet all sorts of different people. Uh, the culture in every city is completely different. Oh yeah. You know, I just like getting to know people and getting to know like actual like humor inside of people. That's like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's my joy because I, I there's there's a quote that I really take to heart and it it doesn't have the same meaning. It's in the. It, it's kind of like in an essay, a poem. It's called "The Idiot," <laughs> and um, the quote is, "Beauty will save the world." And it's not such a nice quote in the book, really. But I take in a different meaning. Like, if you go and search out the beauty in everybody mm-hmm. and in everything, you see the good in people. Mm-hmm. That is what's going to the save the world. The inner beauty. That's cool. Yeah. And so I've I've always loved that quote, even though it doesn't really have. It's more of like a narcissistic quote in what I'm talking about. Hmm. But if you look at it at a different slant, beauty will save the world is kind of powerful. Yeah, um, I, I could see it's it. It's not like, it doesn't mean like you have to, you it's know, kind of like pretty goodness, will save, goodness, the world. goodness sure. will save the world. Like yeah. beauty and everybody will save right. everybody. With the current development of artificial intelligence, man. And I guess <laughs> that's, that's a huge, huge thing that I'm into. Yeah. I, th- I think AI ethics and you think the whole beauty will save the world type of thing is, is quite relevant because even, even AI right now is, is really heavily in the spiritual side of things, or at least in my conversations that I've had with like, oh, your conversations. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. My conversations have went Very incredibly, incredibly mm-hmm. unique. But, um, so cool. But anyway. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on? We're at, we're at like an hour and 15 minutes actually. Oh, wow. go. I'm shocked. Um, the only thing like my, my selfless plug. <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> foundation, screw the business, whatever that's doing. Okay. Yeah. My, my nonprofit, once again, it's called mm-hmm. Beyond Earth Foundation. It's a mm-hmm. 501c3. So anything you donate to it is tax deductible. Okay, registered in New York. Cool. Yeah. It just means okay. it's a, it's a <laughs> registered chari- charity as of a month ago in nice. the state of New York, yeah. all official. So once again, legitimate charity mm-hmm. I started. Me, myself, and I, and two other mm-hmm. board members, we just aim to, you know, raise funds mm-hmm. now because, as you know, like, advertising's not cheap. Yeah, it's websites not. Are not <laughs> websites are not cheap. Getting yep. yeah. one custom made. I mean, we're in the infancy, so we're just literally yeah. on Facebook and, and yeah. Instagram and all that stuff right now. And we're just trying to raise funds that will start growing the foundation and eventually start giving out biannual grants of a grant process and a board, a grant review board. Cool. People will look yeah. it over and then, you know, award whatever we can give out. We will give out. It's awesome. not, it's not, yeah. a, you know, it's nonprofit. It's, it's not something cool. I'm doing to make money for sure, because you really can't, but I wouldn't anyways. It's just, it's a way to give back and give to people that, that really, really cool. need it and that are struggling. So mm-hmm. hopefully I can give you a plug or a, something to pin on the video or whatever a plug yeah i have a few i have a few of those in my uh, suitcase if you want to check them out no but yeah just whatever you can uh do any with bluetooth one of them oh man Uh, this is already starting to go more towards rated r oh man other than that you know like just yeah Minus the plugs (laughs) just respect everybody for who they are yeah seriously respect for people be Learn who somebody is before you cast judgment about mm-hmm. them. Yeah. If they're a bad person, they're a bad person. It you'll see it eventually. You'll see it. Yeah. 
Yeah. It doesn't mean yeah. that because somebody is this, they are automatically a bad person. I think that's what you I know, hope anybody gets out of this. I think I have an issue because I always think when I meet someone, they're automatically a good person. Yep. You know, and then I trust them before I really should. Mm -hmm. And then I get to know them. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it I should... don't think I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, maybe starting on that foot is better. Yeah, I think, I think it might think be. So. I think it might be really bad if you started out just thinking everybody was a bad person. Right. That's how you get yeah. cynical. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you get very jaded and cynical, thinking that that's just everybody's true. a bad person. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten so. to ruts like that, but mm. I mean, that's my big takeaway. Like, yeah. if anybody can learn anything about this podcast, I'm Brandon. I'm a human being <laughs> that's also gay. Yeah, that's and who I am, and and I want you to judge me for what I are. do and who I am. Yeah, what I. Who I am is not gay Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I literally just, that's what I want to, you know, yeah. I'm not ashamed of who I am. You shouldn't at be. all. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I'm proud of who I am, but be. I just want people to know me as me and not be scared of, you know, people like me, people that are in my community. We're all human beings and we just want respect. We just yeah. want to be treated like everybody else on this planet. If you meet somebody that's a bad person, they're a bad person. Just because of who they are on the inside. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not because of this person's a bad person because they're gay or this person's a bad person because they're black or whatever. Yep. You know, people just have that in their minds and it's just an ugly way to live. Mm -hmm. Yep. Learn about a person first, mm -hmm. get to know them, talk to them, and then make that judgment. The world's a really ugly place when we judge everybody before we meet them. 110%. Well, yeah, I guess we will cut that not short by any means. But, uh. No, oh, boy, you're speaking my language. So, uh. Thanks God. for watching, guys. One of the days, I always said, I want, I want to have a podcast where we drink and just have a good time. We and, should, and, we should, like, we should, we should. That'd be but, so much uh, fun. I'm drinking, so yeah. it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I am too, but not, not like I would like to. But, um, yeah, it's a work, it's a work night anyway. So, well, for some of us. For some of us. Let's work. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in to this podcast. And as always, if you do like our content and if you don't subscribe and don't like and don't comment and you do like it, it really is working against us. So I really appreciate everybody's support though up to this point. Absolutely. Do this. Yeah. Thumbs up. Subscribe. Yeah. Anything. Like. Yeah. Comment. Leave comments too. The, the, comments. That's my like favorite part. Yeah, no, I, just yeah. Love I love interacting with people. what people say. Yeah. yeah. Tell us sh if, if we say something wrong off the wall that you think's wrong, I want to yeah. know it. If we say the something good or right. The bad. Yeah. yeah just don't it. tell me to jump off a cliff like I had earlier today. Yeah. Just, you know, if you feel that way, keep it to yourself. But anything else is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll take whatever, you know. Yep. Yeah, uh, just throw it on to Matt. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I yeah, appreciate you guys' time. I hope you enjoy. Have a good night. Thank you.